on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% L.A. Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, L.A. Galaxy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Gessman, coming to you on February 24th. LA Galaxy getting ready to kick off their 2022 season coming up on Sunday against New York City FC. That's right, season opener. They all count. From here on out, we got you pumped up on Monday. We're going to get you further pumped for this weekend. A sellout? Yes, very close to it. We're going to talk about that and sort of what that means for the LA Galaxy, what it means for your tickets, all the fun stuff that's going to be happening around that event. So that's going to be a good time as well. We have some audio from the one of the very first in-person media days uh, since the pandemic hit. We're going to talk about that and get you ready for this NYC FC game coming up on Sunday. Not an easy one. Not an easy one at all. To help me do all that, I don't know. I don't even Maybe I need to announce him like he's never been on the show before because it's been so long. It's Eric the Portuguese Hammer Vieira. Eric, how's it going, buddy? I'm cold. You're cold, man. You're cold? How, I mean, it's cold here, too, so I don't... How cold is it there, though? It is It is 27 degrees right now, but it's it's warmed up. It was in the low 20s earlier. Uh, North Texas, not, not a pleasant place to be right now. If you watched any of the U.S. women's national team yesterday, you saw some of the conditions uh, that they were playing uh, in there, so I live in kind of that that zone, that area of Texas, and they, they advertise it as wintry mix, which sounds like one of your lighting settings, right. but it's not. It's sleet it's, and snow it, and ice. It's just not good, not good times. It's horrible. You know, s- school was closed, so you know, you locked in with the kids today. Uh, you know, the roads are undrivable. My windshields. This is not California. You know, I did, I was not told there'd be ice and snow. Nobody, nobody told you that, huh? Yeah. Well, hey, you know, uh, what else? What else can you ask for uh, in this in this wonderful world that we live in right now? My wife said. Uh, and we'll touch on it here in a second. My wife says it feels like I went back into the pandemic again. It's like it's like all of a sudden <laughs> there's just this heavy weight on everything. And obviously, uh, before we go anywhere, before we do anything, I want to I want to place set this a little bit and just understand that Eric and I are not stupid. We've been watching the news all day, like most of you, I'm sure, have as well. There's a war going on in Ukraine, um, and it, it's not a it's not a a, a happy time, um, you know, in in world politics and world war as as it goes. So uh, we're very we're very well aware that we're going to talk about fun things that are coming up this weekend in the backdrop of, you know, a horrible situation. So, um, you know, that's sort of where we, we, we sit with that. So I, again, 
we want to make sure that you knew that we knew. Uh, yeah. And 30 years down the road, whenever somebody goes and listens to this podcast on YouTube, they'll be able to say, oh, they did know what was going on. Because after this, we're going to we're going to talk about things that are fun and we're going to pretend like life is normal, kind of like we did during the pandemic. Right. Yeah. We pretended like life was normal. I was going to say you were just talking we were talking off air about Bridgerton and how that was like season one of the pandemic. And so, yeah, we're we're aware of what's going on. I like what you said. We're not stupid. Well, we may be stupid, but we're not un, we're not <laughs> unaware of the situation. So right. obviously, you know, thoughts go out to the, the families who are in, you know, some horrible situations right now in the Ukraine. So it's not to diminish that at all. But, you know, we do have a home opener coming up. So, uh, you know, there is, I know there's a light galaxy connection to what's going on in the world and I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about it, but we're also, uh, you know, provide a distraction not to think about that because you can get on the internet and doom scroll and, you know, really put yourself down in the dumps. And so we're here to kind of pivot away from that, uh, for right now for at least, uh, you know, 60 to 90 minutes. I know we were talking about, do we go the full 90 today (laughs) preseason or or do we, are we keeping it to an hour? I don't know. We may need a sub if we try to do that, uh, that much. I am, I am going to change the the colors in the studio just a little bit. It won't look like it, but what I've gone is I've gone blue and yellow in the state, in, in the, uh, in the, uh, in the, the studio here. So that way we can have a little Ukraine colors also happens to be LA galaxy colors, which is fitting as well. So, um, it may not look like it very well on, on the, uh, on the screen, but that's, that's what I've done in here. All right. All right, good. Uh, there is a galaxy connection to this. This is this is a weird one. We actually talked about this earlier in the preseason, um, just because it didn't make much sense. But there is a former LA Galaxy two player, uh, former LA Galaxy Academy player, a guy who spent a ton of time with the LA Galaxy in the academy system, uh, coming up through the ranks and then playing a lot with LA Galaxy two as well. Uh, Jorge Hernandez, midfielder Jorge Hernandez. Now Hernandez did not have his contract picked up apparently this year. Um, by the LA Galaxy, whether or not they thought it wasn't time, however it happened. Um, but he was a free agent and he he went away and his agent and him decided that apparently the best place for him to go was to go play in the Ukraine. Um, so he went to Kornomoretz Odessa, uh, which is a Ukrainian team. Um, he went earlier this year. He's been playing with them or at least training with them. I don't, I have not looked to see if he picked up any minutes or anything like that, but it was kicking around the discord. And so it was one of those things and the information about him fell into my lap. So I was able to sort of report that to everybody, but I'm being told at least today and this morning that whole miles away. Um, but there is a connection. Um, and there is, you know, there is something there to the LA galaxy that, that sort of put galaxy connection, uh, that's popping up in the chat and obviously where Douglas Costa, you know, made his bones, but you're, you're right. And then, uh, you know, Kevin Baxter's piece all obviously sheds light on that as well. Yeah, it does. And so he sort of talks about Costa and Costa was talking about how, you know, he feels horrible for the, for the Ukrainian people. So just real interesting, go t- check it out LA times if you get a chance for that. All right. So having said that, having now put placed everything we've told you that Jorge Hernandez is safe um at least as far as we know right now and so uh, we can we can take a little break a little sigh of relief and get to some of the more wacky stuff that we're doing i have to call you out sir um <laughs> i was cruising around social media i saw a picture of cabral which by the way cabral is the tallest of the 3dps costa is actually i think shorter than chicha um, and that all just really messes with my head. So the, the, the way they stage these, these photos, they have Cabral on the left-hand side is the tallest. And then Chicha is the second tallest in the middle. And then Costa is the shortest on the right. And it's like, it sort of goes, they need to move that Cabral needs to be in the center. I know he's not the key DP, <laughs> but he needs to be in the center, but it's a photography lesson. Yeah. But, but did you try to like benefer their names? Yeah. Is that what you went for? <laughs> So I, I've seen some things floating around like the the C cubed, uh, you know, 
th- name because it's the three C's. And you, you need to get creative. I remember, you know, Brazil uh, in, in the 2000s had Ronaldo, Rivaldo, and Ronaldinho. And the, it was like a Rory Ro, there. I, I forget what it was exactly that they were called. So I was like, we, we can workshop this. And so I came up with Chicago. Uh, and so <laughs> it, it, sounds, it sounds awful. But but I kind of like it. Chicago, the Chicago line is coming, uh, and they're they're going to give you the attack. So Chi for Chicharito, Ka for Cabral, and then Co for Costa. So Chicago is coming for you. It sounds uh, like you know. it sounds like you're saying Chicago. I just I just <laughs> well, I'm just I'm just saying it sounds like the, you're saying Chicago. But there's there's some familiarity there, so it can work there. But you know other options. Obviously, we, we could could have gone with Kachiko, or we could have gone with Kachika. Bless you, or Kochika. You know, th- there's a lot of different things we can go with it. But but I kind of like giving them a name. You know, kind of. Like you said, benefiting it and 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 giving it something. So, uh, you know, obviously someone's going to beat me to it and and come up with a better name for our our, uh, our DP triumvirate. But uh, I gave it a shot. I tried something. You tried at, at least. Yeah, I you did know, try. That was that was a it was a good shot, right? I mean, I understand you're a little rusty. It's early. Uh, it's early in the season, and uh, and yeah, I I wouldn't say it's your best effort. I mean, I, I don't think you would say it's your best effort. <laughs> well, that's the thing. You just got to keep, you know, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. <laughs> yeah. You know, Wayne Gretzky, Mike, Michael Scott. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, all, it's all working. Yeah, yeah. And then every once in a while, you know, you try to hit one of those shots. It goes over the boards and it smacks a kid in the head. And then you probably shouldn't have taken that shot, right? I mean, that's sort of what it feels like a little bit on this Fair. one. Maybe, maybe, you, maybe you whiffed on one, right? Maybe you, Fair. Who was it? Oh, oh, it's da- it's a Dan Kennedy clearance. You know, it's his first goal <laughs> kick for the LA Galaxy. It's a Dan, oh, I pulled my hammy. I'm out. That's it. I'm done. So, um, yeah. Oh my! All right, good. Well, we look forward. Good times. Well, I, I, the chat doesn't seem to like it, uh, so I think I think it's I think we're out. You know, I workshopped it on Instagram, got a few no's. Twitter was also not uh, not thrilled, and the chat just confirmed it. So, uh, so you're yeah, done. Yeah, I'm back back to the drawing board. We'll just, I go. You know, we can fix this. This is this. There we go. Okay, we'll we'll fix this for the rest of the show. That's uh that's how that's how we can do it. We'll just go a single box on me and just push just slide you out of the way. I bet I bet if I really got to it, I could move you slowly during the just podcast. Yeah, start start to start to move you over to the uh, side. So good times. All good. All good. All right. Um. I mean, this is a big week for the galaxy. Obviously, it's the it's the start of a season. Um, hope springs eternal, as we often say. Zero zero and zero is the record. They're playing against a uh, New York City uh, play a New York City team that is defending MLS Cup champs. And by the way, um, let's pause right here because we had somebody in. Our, I know we're getting I was into say, it. Hit the sirens. Yeah. yeah. We, we well, I don't know if I have the sirens anymore. Do I have the sirens? No, I have it. It's I don't have it anymore. That's that's one Fair of the enough. things. I, I I was on a on another board. Um, but, uh, one of our, one of the people in our chat, John, um, was, was asking that somebody, the first person to go ahead and, um, and, and super chat us 1996 would get two tickets in the two hundreds. Um, so John is getting that and Roger gave us a 1996, uh, super chat. So Roger, send me an email corner of the galaxy at gmail.com. Um, and I will make sure that John, uh, hooks up with you and, and we get you tickets for that. Now, that being said, Eric, I also have more tickets to give away for this, but yeah, we're not going to do so it right now. I have I was going to say huge shout out to Roger yes. for following on Twitter and for being ready and on the attack and, and jumping in and then big shout out to John to, 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 to give donating away. the tickets. Yeah. And you know, he's, he's a frequent commenter in the chat. So happy to see uh, him, him participating in the show and kind of giving that shout out. So shout out to you, John and congrats, Roger. And, but wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. All right, Steve Jobs. Um, Slices. It dices. <laughs> I always loved watching those infomercials. Um, <laughs> I begged. Is it is it bad for me to say I begged? I begged the LA Galaxy to give me tickets to this so I could give them away. I begged. I was like, please, 
We have amazing listeners. You guys have been setting records on fire. You're subscribing to the channel. If you're not subscribed, subscribe. Uh, if you're not subscribed to a podcast, subscribe to it. Tell your friends about it. You guys are amazing in what you do. So give me tickets to this game, please. Right. And they were like, I don't know. It's kind of sold out. I don't know if we can give you tickets, the whole deal. And I said, I have been doing this for four. It's been 84 years since I've been doing this. OK, so um, so I have tickets to give away and not just any tickets. I have tickets in Section 112 to give away. That is premium seat, premium, premium yeah. seat section. Um, so, uh, it's row Z, but it's still premium hey, section, right? That's sin, a, that's, that's a center row. That's, you know, you get to, you know, you get to sniff a luxury box. That's the positive. You, who row knows? Z, you're, who, who knows who's in that box? Who right knows? Who, it could be Douglas Costa's <laughs> girlfriend slash wife. Did they get married? I keep hearing like they're going to get married or they are married or they didn't get married or they he likes to get married every five months. I don't know exactly where it's at. But his significant other. First of all, yes. how dare you? Yes. Love is love. Love is love. And, and and second of all, you know, just just he cares about he, he likes, you know, lo- love knows no bounds. That's yes. where I'll, I'll leave it at that and we'll move on. That poor guy. Section 112, huh? <laughs> so anyway, so I have those. So we're going to give those away in twos. All right. So I have uh, two tickets uh, for two people. We'll do it. We'll do it a little bit later. Um, in the thing, and people are like, "We're going to play the secret word," and I'm like, "I don't, not like we, we didn't, we didn't figure <laughs> we one didn't out." Prep that so one. actually, it was Chicago. Um, so good job, Eric wins. You spoiled it, yeah. <laughs> um, as it goes. So anyway, um, but yeah, so we have some tickets. We will give those away before the end. So stick around, hang in there. Um, too much sniffing a luxury box is still rolling around in my head for some whatever reason. It's not. It, it's not. It's not healthy. I'll, I'll tell you, yeah. not with COVID. So moving around. on. Not with COVID around. You shouldn't be sniffing luxury boxes. Um, I did talk to the LA Galaxy today, so this is kind of a fun. You start to you start to uh, sort of get through you know some of this stuff with um with the LA Galaxy, and you're like, how's it going today? So I reach out to the Galaxy this morning, and I said, hey, um, crazy. I go, but it seems like things are starting to be sold out. I saw. LA riot squad saying they were sold out. I saw a, a Victoria block saying they were sold out. And it's sort of like, you know, not that long ago, we were like, there were tons of tickets everywhere. And now all of a sudden there's no tickets. Like, are we getting close? And so I, I reached out to the galaxy this morning and they were like, actually, yeah, we're limited seats available. We're, we're going to be close to a sellout the whole deal. And so the LA galaxy were close to a sellout whenever I did it. And literally like 15 or 20 minutes after I did that, I got a message on the LA galaxy app that said the berm was open as well. So the grass berm is open. I don't think the grass berm has been open since before the pandemic. I think it was the game against Vancouver, Chicharito's debut, the only game where we sort of got, uh, you know, the full crowd that year. And then, you know, the world stopped uh, later that week after that, after that game. So we have the berm open for this game as well, which means we are pushing the 25,000 right around 25,5 in that number um, in order to open the grass berm. And the grass berm is, unbelievable too so um it's a a lot of fun yeah field the berm has entered the chat literally and with the galaxy opening up the berm so it's exciting times and also because i know you were mentioning it with with on previous shows as well i was a little bit concerned because the home opener is usually easy sellout that's usually a game where there's been enough distance between the last season people get excited people get pumped up the home opener you can usually bank on a sellout and the fact that they were, you know, trying to give away, you know, two for one tickets or two tickets for 24 bucks, I was like, oof, that's a little, makes you feel a little, a little iffy. Like, are they, are they having trouble filling the stadium? So to see it, the supporter groups, Victoria Block selling it all out, 
you know, they're opening up the berm. I'm glad to see that they are going to have a packed house because, you know, sometimes, you know, when you have a, a hot team like uh, New York City FC coming in, you, you might need that little extra that little extra bump from the crowd uh, to get to get you over the line. So, you know, I'm, I'm happy to hear that, uh, you know, we're not, we're, you know, maybe the discount tickets helped. Uh, but I'm glad to see that, hey, the butt's in the seats one way or another. That's, that, that was my thing. be a packed house, and that's a good thing. Yeah, that was my thing. Uh, by the way, Mr. Provino says automatic 27,000 attendance. Uh, that <laughs> used to be the case. That is not the case anymore. It'll be right around 25-7. Uh, if they, if they, I think it's like 25-7-25 whenever it actually sells out with the berm, too. Um, mm-hmm. So they, they revise that. By the way, I do like everybody going to Wikipedia, and Wikipedia still has a 27,000 uh, capacity on it. And so everybody just spits that number out, but everybody forgets that I literally have a spreadsheet that tells me how many seats are available in that, in that stadium. So the 27,000 is no longer a thing. Um, so yeah, just, I know we're gonna, nobody cares, I, but I was going to say, I know we're, we have the field trip planned where we're going to count the seats. We're going to count the seats. One of the, yeah. you know, I've been saying that Unofficial. for like 10 years, but yeah. one of these days we're going to go count the seats. Um, so anyway, so that's where we're at. But yeah, I said this, I said the galaxy have been bad for long enough that you do have to do something to get people back in. And if that means that you're selling tickets for 24 bucks for two games, you know, it's sort of like $12 a ticket. That that doesn't, yes, get people in, get it hooked. Hopefully the galaxy play an attractive style of soccer. It's a fun game. They win home games. They do things that make people exciting. Um, I'll tell you right now, this is going to be one of the most explosive teams on the counterattack. And we've been talking about how this is a counterattacking team more than anything else. But when you get, Costa flying forward and Cabral and you get Chicha moving forward and you get Araujo overlapping and stuff like this. I mean, the Galaxy are not going to be short of bodies in the box. So I feel like they're attractive enough right now. Chicha given some star power. I think Costa will give some star power, but certainly it's not like, you know, this gigantic draw, but I don't think it needs to be. He is going to be predominantly there to, to, to provide, you know, offense for the LA Galaxy. He's not there yeah. just to be a star and, you know, everything else. Um, so yeah, that's, that's sort of, and I, I think you got to get people back. And if you do and play well, you'll, you'll trap them, trap them. Well, w- winning, winning fixes everything. Uh, I think, I think we we're learning that with, uh, you know, the Rams winning the Super Bowl. people saying, oh, well they ha- they're still relatively new. Well, winning a championship gets, you know, people, you know, interested and excited and talking about the team. So that, that helps. And I just think, you know, it was popping up in the chat. Can they sustain it? And it, it reminds me when we went to that Zlatan opener and, you know, he, he scores the midfield world worldy and he scores the game winner. And I think the galaxy is going to sell out the rest of the season. And then a week later, they're playing sport in Kansas city and the stadium is eh, mixed bag. Right. Not, not, and I thought, well, after that game, we're, we're, we're getting, we're selling out every game for the rest of the season and it wasn't sustained. And then the galaxy were hot and cold with Zlatan there and Zlatan, top three, top five player of the last, you know, 10, 15, 20 years. Right. And he couldn't fill out a stadium every single week. You know, that, that just shows how difficult it is. I, and so I think it, it's difficult to do, but you're right. If you win, winning fixes everything. And if it's attractive, that also helps. So, hey, if tickets are 12 bucks and they're scoring a lot of goals and, you know, the beer is flowing and, and everyone's having a good time at the tailgates and, and really, you know, having a great time with the stadium atmosphere, then, yeah, of course, you know, you're going to get those repeat customers. I think you mentioned it. How many people their first experience is with an AYSO game or a friend brought me or, you know, I saw, I, I you know, people want to make fun of the Groupon, but I, I saw the Groupon and I went in and you know what? I had a great time and I, I bought more tickets after that. There's a reason why, you know, companies and businesses do those things is because it does, you know, bring the repeat customer. So, I, 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 I see where that can be looked at as a negative, but that is a way to get people in, especially 
post pandemic where you're trying, you know, to compete for people. And I think people are ready to, you know, go back and, you know, kind of let's fill a stadium. Let's have a good time again. So I think you're, you're, there's definitely a want, there's a desire for people to want to go out and to have a good time now. Uh, so it's now, can the galaxy be, you know, that worthy of attracting your, your dollar to show up at week in and week out, uh, you know, because it can be when the, when the galaxy are winning, then the stadium's vibing and everything's going right. There's nothing better, nothing better than, than, a, than a galaxy game on a, on a, on a weekend night, uh, or a weekend afternoon, even this afternoon, it'll be a good time, but it, it's a great time. So I think, yeah, you know, we'll see what the galaxy can do, but it's not surprised. They couldn't sell it out with Zlatan. They're, they're probably going to have difficulty. You're not going to be able to, to sell out for an entire season, but if you are able to impress, you can get those big games, uh, you know, get people to come out for the big games. And that that's, that's a win in a regard also. Yeah, it is Uh Patrick, uh, shout out uh, a $10 super chat says COG kicking butt predictably. Uh, and he has a uh, hashtag 2022 MLS playoffs already. So did we qualify for the playoffs already? Is that what happened? You and I, Eric, we're going to the playoffs. Ooh. Yeah, that would be nice. I, I, the podcast playoffs. Yeah, let's. We're an easy. Yeah, we're easy three we're, seed. Are, are we easy three? You think seed. we're a three seed? I would think we're higher than that, right? Well, I mean, I'm saying, that's why I said easy three seed. We'll okay, come, we're, we're we're competing for the shield, right? Yeah, but we're not. We're not going. We don't let it go down to decision day. We sure. should have a home game buy. I mean, 14 <laughs> seasons should probably get me a home game buy, don't you think? Um. So anyway, yeah, it's it's where it is, uh, and and where we sit with this. Now, there's a lot of things going on before the game as well. Uh, first. First of all, y'all know pupusas. Oh, pupusas. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling every string I can possibly get uh, to in order to make sure I get some pupusas. And I have no shame about jumping lines. I will cut in front of anybody in this chat room over here to jump in and get some pupusas. I'm just telling you right now. Uh, if you see me, I'm going to cut in front of you uh, because that's how badly I need my pupusas. Um, but AFJA is, is doing a great job. I see you got their their jersey on as well. I, yeah. I, I ordered one of those. Mine hasn't come yet. So I imagine it's probably going to come this weekend afterwards. I, I, I figured that the pupusas would come up uh, in, in this conversation today. And so that's why I wore, wore my jersey today. This is the, the after jersey. So if you donate, uh, you know, on their website, you know, I, be, I don't have that website on me, but I'm yeah. sure someone. So if you, if you follow AFJA.ES uh, uh, on any of the socials, you'll be able to find the website there. But basically, if you donate to their cause, they'll send you the jersey. If you miss the sash. There's a set. The sash is back. It didn't go away here. And then I love all the monuments that are there. They have the, you know, Dignity Health Sports Park, Dodger Stadium, the Rose Bowl, just a a beautiful tribute to L.A. So awesome jersey. And it supports the same group that's going to be putting on the pupusas, pupusas for a cause. So, you know, you love it. So best of luck to you. Enjoy. Get there early because they will. I can guarantee you they're going to sell out. They're going to run out. So, yeah, get, get them while they're hot. Uh, it, it is. They're going to sell out. Uh, there's also uh, that's inside the stadium. That'll be back behind the L.A. Riot Squad. If you know where that is, that's southeast side of the stadium. So you can go there. Main concourse southeast side sort of back in the corner. That's where they'll be. I think L.A. Riot Squad is doing tacos uh, before the game out in their uh, tailgating section. I don't know if you need like special tickets to get in there or however you do it. Most of the time, those guys are pretty open about everything. So if there's tacos there, you could go get tacos. Um, that's it. So that's what I know for for food. And, yes. And I believe uh, the Galaxy Outlaws are having they're like a bar a bar setup. A bar they have setup? drinks. Yeah, drinks named after, you know, they have like a I forget what they call the, you know, the 96. They, they if you follow Galaxy Outlaws, they have something going on as well. So the, there's if you want to be entertained before the game, there <laughs> plenty of options. Just follow one of those supporter groups and you will find yourself having a good time on yeah. Sunday afternoon. It, it's going to be it's going to be great. So there's stuff that's outside, there's stuff that will be inside. So once the gates open, uh, the LA Galaxy are, are sort of, you know, paying attention to to all the things that are going on inside as well. I'll tell you, if you need to go buy your 
City of Dreams kit. I don't like saying names of kits anymore, but the City of Dreams kit. Um, if you need to go buy that, you can. The first 500 season ticket members to purchase that kit at the home opener will receive free customization on their kit. That's cool. That's like that's like 20 or 30 bucks savings, isn't it? I mean, it's not cheap it's, whenever you do that. It, it went up this season also, especially if you go to the Team LA store. Obviously, if you have a season ticket member discount, you get the discount uh, on the Team LA store. But it looks like the prices went up uh, on the customization. Customization. So that's a deal. You know, 500 uh, season ticket members. That's that's, that's a pretty all, good deal if you get out there. That's a and lot. And you get a discount in the stadium. That was actually my my go-to move when I used to be a resident of California yeah. is that I'd go to the game you with my season ticket member discount on the opening game and I'd get my jersey on that day. Uh, and so that that's my move. So if you get there early enough, you even get a free name on the back, which, you know, yeah. a, bet, a betting betting person. Yeah. You know, maybe you go with uh, the Galaxy's golden boot leader, leading goal scorer, Chicharito. Yeah. Or maybe you go with, the you know, one of the hometown favorites, maybe a, a, a Julian Araujo, if, the, if that's more your speed, if you're more of a defense type of guy. What, what or you can you, go... Let's custom. go custom, like COG 14 for my 14th season, right? You that could do that work. as well, right? That also that, plays. That uh, the Galaxy also put Guestman on the back of one of them. I, somebody suggested I save that for, for my kids. Uh, that's the best idea ever. They'll wear it well before I'll ever wear it, so that's good. Fair enough. Um, so that's in there. Uh, Galaxy alumni signing autographs from 1230 to 1 p.m., I know at least one person who's going to be there. <laughs> I know Yellow Van Dam is going to be there uh, to sign some autographs and do that stuff. It's only for a half an hour, which kind of sucks. If you're asking, if I'm sort of like, there's going to be a long line. A lot of people are going to be there. But if you get in, and I believe that the gates are going to open right around 1230, maybe a little bit earlier for season ticket holders, maybe 1215 or so. Uh, for media members, it'll open at 12 because it's a 2 p.m. kickoff. Um so we'll have that. So you get autographs and I don't know everybody who's going to be there, but there will be some people who are going to be there as well. That's kind of cool. Um, so you can do that. Here's the one though, Eric, I'm sort of like, I don't know if I would be participating in this one. If I was a fan, uh, you can get a quasar cut into your hair. If you would like, they have the quasar cuts hair I'm station. Um, you're there. You're, you're, you're all in it. <laughs> would your wife let you in the house house? If you came with like quasars all around your, your, your hair. Absolutely not, <laughs> but but that's that's that may be part of the appeal, I guess. I I, I don't uh, know, but it's it's there if you want to do it. I would imagine the line's short. That's what I would imagine, but I don't know what kids are doing these days. I yeah. sound old, but well, yeah. But like you said, I think this is this is an easy thing for kids because you know kids they get haircuts pretty often, and you know it's not permanent. They they don't have a dress code. They're not going into the cubicle. I think this is good if you have you know a child who's you know between five and you know. 16 this right. is the quasar get a quasar cut get easy quasar easy. Cut. all right cool yeah um there's some other things going on as well fans can enter a raffle before kickoff so you have to enter it before kickoff for a chance to win one of 10 autographed city of dreams kits there are six of those that are signed by galaxy first team and there are four that are signed by galaxy alumni and then you also can enter to win a pair of uh, there are 19 pairs of which you could win one if you were selected of LA Galaxy Gazelle shoes signed by current and former players. So it's probably a mix of a whole bunch of different things in there. So that's huge. All right. That's a good one to get in and get a raffle and a raffle. Get you get your name called win a kit like, you know, that's kind of cool. That's and it'll be very unique to what you want to do. So <laughs> Mr. Provino, by the way, says divorce is cheaper in Texas. So if you wanted to get quasars <laughs> cut in, you're you're good to go there, Eric. No problem. I, was saying, I know I know a barber around here who will <laughs> cut a quasar for the right price. Don't they kick you out of? Te Isn't that like they'd be like a what? You know, and they yeah, would they would kick you out of the state, right? That's not that's, something you can that's ask. That's probably for. true. Okay, the governor would probably write a letter, you know, <laughs> banning me. So, he's he's right, on my list. On. 
Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, this one, though, I knew was right up your, your alley. Um, and it was funny because I actually ran into the Godfather, or the LA Galaxy's EMLS player who plays in, in the EMLS tournaments. Uh, you and I actually went to go see him one time. Yeah. Uh, I, I've told, I think I told the story, but uh, he was having a good time. One of the last games of the, I think it was the last game of the season last year. I'm leaving. He was, mm. he was coming down from, from, uh, from losing and the game and everything. And I think he had, he had partied pretty good uh, and he came up and gave me a hug and he was like, where's Eric, man. He goes, I wanted to say <laughs> hi to Eric. Cause he wants to play you in FIFA. Yeah. So that way he can dominate you, which of I want to watch. Um, but if you go, there's an EMLS FIFA station where you can play against the Godfather and fans who score at least one goal against him will be entered into the drawing to win J lab gaming headphones. Yeah, and the Godfather, God, God bless, you know, Giuseppe Guastella, one, the, one of the best, you know, part of the community, uh, you know, run into him a few times and just an awesome dude. We've cheered him on at the MLS events. And so I've seen him, you know, especially during the pandemic when there was a lot of FIFA going on, he's, he's taken on all comers. So if you feel like you're, you're decent at FIFA and you want to go for the Godfather, uh, you know, I, I recommend that you try it out and then you're, you're going to you're going to get hurt. You're going to get hurt big time because <laughs> even if you think you're good at FIFA and I've played some some decent FIFA players, uh, you know, he, he has it down. It, it's 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 a different ball game when you play against the pros. And so he'll he'll pass you to death and just dribble all around you uh, until you're done. But give it a shot. Give, give it a try. Uh, and see if he can take on the Godfather, friend of the show, awesome dude. Uh, and we're we're gonna play each other one day. We're we're gonna make it work. I, mean, we should, I don't know if we make that part of the show, yeah. uh, you know, a little special event, make something work. But I'll I'll uh, I'll, I'll gladly get my my rear end handed to me by, we, by the Godfather, you we, know, for for the for the fans. We should do like an event at like a Dave and Buster's or something where we put it up on the big screen and everybody comes. We could do a of live course. podcast and then I can <laughs> announce it as it's happening so I can make fun of you live in person. That to me would be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, so let. But Again, shave a quasar into me and you know have me get killed by the Godfather. You could probably, sounds like a great time. You could probably do that on my back. Is that too much information? I feel like it's too much information. Uh, good times on. off the rails already. So that's good. Um, we were we were talking about this a little bit at the beginning of the show. Eric, you need to talk because I'm going to sneeze. You know. <laughs> We were talking at the beginning of the show. That could have gone so many different directions because there there was a lot going on. We were talking about my tea, so yeah. I do have a, a lemon mint tea. You know, oh. especially with this weather. It's fantastic. Oh man. I do, but I don't know where you were going. That sneeze. That sneeze. <laughs> Usually was good. We're, we're, we're in sync. I was like, okay, I know, know where he's going next, but I honestly have no clue where you were going next. Yeah. Um, I was going to talk about the, the, the media availability, right? We have there media availability. It was one of the first in-person ones. There was actually a, um, there was actually like a pretty, uh, you know, a pretty good media availability last year. And I know lots of people don't remember it, but I remember Nikki going to it and Damien going to it and sort of being like, okay, you know, there's, there's, there, they were there. They were at least there and they had the mass on the whole deal. But on Wednesday, there was the first in-person media availability where they, they invited everybody. And it was a big event. There were a lot of media people there. A lot of local news people were there. Um, I would like to point out again, I'm not saying this is happening, but I'm just pointing out the coincidences that Nikki, of course, was there. Nikki K with Spectrum Sports Night was there again. Now, she does local news, local sports, right? So she she would be there maybe anyway. But, you know, I, I have a feeling, again, it's moving in that direction that Spectrum is eventually going to be this. It could take a U-turn and that not be the case. Um, I, I'm, so that's that's sort of where we sit. So and, and again, I think people are going to be upset about that. But uh, trust me, I think this is the best use for one more year. I, if it was completely well, different, then I wouldn't say go to Spectrum, but yeah. 
and I have even a, I don't know if this is a theory or, or whatever you want to call it, but you know, Joe Tatino and Kobe Jones, I would imagine they're, you know, contracted through, through spectrum to announce those right. games. So if the galaxy were to, you know, produce the games on their own and sell that coverage, you know, they could outsource that and co- contract Nikki K to be the sign light person for that coverage as well. So they it could. doesn't necessarily have to be a spectrum thing. It could be, does it? Uh, you know, doesn't have to be obviously, you know, Nikki works for spectrum and they have the spectrum channel and everything and they cover the Lakers and Dodgers, a lot of other things going on. Uh, so, you know, it'd be part of the news coverage, but you know, it, it could be an alternative method as well. I don't know. That's just me talking. I, I know absolutely nothing. So that's just th- throwing it out there. Oh, by the way, we got a $20 super chat from uh, Eric, Eric, not you, you didn't do it. It was another <laughs> Eric. It was Eric with a K. Um, there you go. And Eric, if you were trying to get those tickets, one, you missed it by three cents and two, they were already taken. So just, you know, if you came in a little late, I apologize. I, if you want to, if you want to refund, talk to the hammer. Um, so, <laughs> so anyway, there was a media, I'll shave a quasar for 1999. <laughs> there was Come a media availability. North Texas. Yeah, no problems. You can do that. I want you, I want, I want the video of you asking for that. So it's <laughs> like a diamond, but it's not quite a diamond. Do you, you know what a quasar is, right? Um, Everyone knows quasar. <laughs> So um, anyway, so uh, there was media availability. Uh, people went. I was not able to go, which is unfortunate. But hey, you know what else is new? Um, I was busy that day with uh, with real job and stuff like that. But there were some things that I think we should cover in this. Um, and some of it's just some some boilerplate stuff. We're going to get you with the injuries and update you with those injuries and sort of let you know where that is. Um, but we also need to go through some of the things that Vanny said. And one of the things that has everybody really sort of up in arms, and we're going to get to that probably in our third clip that we're going to play, is is Vanny saying that the right back position is is an open competition, right, between Julian Araujo and Kelvin Leardam. Now, the, that's going to be the soundbite that comes from it. We're going to actually play the entire thing so that way you hear what he actually said and how he actually said it. And then we're going to hear about what Julian Araujo said to sort of try to figure this stuff out as well. So it's... First of all, if you think that Greg Vanny thinks that Julian Araujo isn't a starting right back, then pay attention to this. We're going to educate you a little bit, and you're not you're going to feel a lot better because otherwise that would be a, a, a I think a huge question mark of what does Greg Vanny know that I don't know, right? And so uh, we'll see how that goes. Here is uh, Greg Vanny, and one of the first questions was about Douglas Costa and whether Costa was going to play. So let's hear exactly what Greg Vanny had to say about uh, Costa. Uh, he'll play, uh, start or come in. He'll play. I mean, he's ready. He's fit. He's uh, he's been training for. Before he came, he was training with Gremio. Obviously, there was a little window of time in his transition to get here where he wasn't, but he was still working out and he was. He's trained since he arrived, so his his fitness is there. In terms of how many match minutes he's fit, uh, we will we'll kind of be able to tell once he gets out there and starts playing. But his fitness is in his all those things. He's ready to to be a part of it. Kobe. All right, so there was there was a little bit. Um, they wanted to ask. Uh, Scott followed up. Scott French uh, followed up with that and said asked about chemistry as well. Uh, and Vanny had this to say about Costa. Great, you know I think he's starting to and in, in, in communication with his guys. And we've been trying to do a lot of work over the last couple of weeks, even though he hasn't been able to play, integrating him into the role that we see him uh, working with the players that are that are around him. Uh, he's obviously a very very smart player. I think it's more the guys getting used to him. Um, as I was just talking to Jules, as Jules is like, he never looks at me when he passes me the ball, right? He's always <laughs> looking off, and then he's like, so I just got to keep running because the ball's going to come. So it's just guys, I think, as much getting used to him as uh, as he is getting used to to other players. So, but it, it's been it's been nice to have him. His quality is for all to see every single day. It's fun to watch, uh, and again, he's just integrating into into the group and the process on the defensive side as well. It's something we're just connecting as well. So. 
There you go. So uh, I love that, you know, Julian Araujo. He's like, he, he never looks at me when he passes me the ball. So so this is uh, this is a guy who's at a, a the next level, right? I mean, this is yeah. this is a world-class player. He's going to make the plays that you're not always going to expect. That's something to watch, by the way. And so that's the part where, you know, you you were more you were higher on him starting than I was. I thought, well, if he's going to play, you know, maybe he makes a you know a, a late appearance, you know, thirty minutes left in the game, you know, just to get his legs under him and get going. But hearing Vanny speak about him, you can tell he thinks very highly of him, and he says he's definitely going to play. And then now that makes you think, okay, well, is he going to start? You know, the issue with him not playing in the preseason wasn't that he maybe wasn't match fit; it's that you know the P one visa wasn't clear, and so that it's not that he wasn't ready to play. And so I think that's part of the issue. Uh, so now that you see, okay, if, if Vanny likes what he's doing, then maybe he does start him. Cause if you are a world class player, if you're down a goal, down two goals, do you bring him in, uh, you know, later to save the game when a guy who hasn't really played with the team, or do you bring, start your talented guy, let him get 50, 60 minutes and then bring in like a grand grand sir to close out the game who might, you know, be able to make the, the difference with his speed and his familiarity with the team at the end, that might be a better game plan than to bring Costa in cold who hasn't really played with the team and expect him to make something happen. You know, by starting him, you're giving him more minutes, allowing him time to feel out the game and to kind of build that chemistry as the game goes on. So I, I've kind of talked myself into him, you know, where if you told me Costa's going to start, I said, well, that doesn't seem like a smart move, but I could, I could talk myself into Costa starting actually being beneficial for the Galaxy. I think if it's me, I would do that. I think he has 60 minutes in him. I think he has 60 good minutes, and he may even have more than that. And if you want Grant Sir to come in after that and tire, and run against people who are now tired from, from playing against Douglas Costa, I'm 100% for that. Let's go ahead and make that happen. Um, I think this LA Galaxy team is uh, is is going to be dynamic whenever Costa's on the field. And I don't think there's any reason to rate, wait. And quite honestly, it's enough of an X factor to start this season that against the defending MLS Cup champs who are coming off a midweek yeah. game, we'll talk about that. This could be the answer to really stress New York City out. Nobody knows how New York City or nobody knows how the LA Galaxy have played with Douglas Costa yet because we haven't seen them play with Douglas Costa yet. Now, that's also the, the downside, right? Which is we ha- we don't know and they don't know because they really yeah. haven't in a game situation played them. So um, I, I think that there's I think that there's some validity to the whole idea of Douglas Costa starting this game instead of what I mean, here's the thing. If you don't start him, the most the most amount of minutes I can sort of see him getting is like 35 or 40. And then you're going to make us you're going to make a sub five minutes after halftime or you're going to make a (laughs) halftime sub. And I don't like halftime subs, not planned. ones. And then, yeah, who are you pulling off? You would imagine, you know, Grant Sir is the one who gets the the short end of the stick. And so, you know, did he? Does he have to do something wrong or, you know, if he's playing well, if he's attacking well and kind of, you know, putting the pressure, you know, obviously you want to give him more time. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I think this could be, you know, what a good problem to have is if you have two starting options and you, you know, bring one in off the end. And so the, the other thing that I also want to address is we're taking the very positive spin on this and there has been some buzz around you know, Costa being a, a bust, bust and yes. him not necessarily having it and, you know, injury concerns and this and that. And so I think we just, we need to see him on the field. We need to see what happens. And then we can start having those conversations. Yeah. I think having those conversations without him playing a single minute on the field, you know, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe he will be a bust. Maybe he'll, he'll get injured and, and we'll see what happens, but you, you have to watch, let's see how he plays on the field with this team. And then we can start assessing his play after that, you know? So We'll, we'll, you know, he's been training with the team. Vanny speaks highly of him. So obviously there's 
there's something there. There's some pos- positivity, but you know, he's not going to say negative things about his players, but, right. uh, you know, he also wouldn't say that he's probably going to start if there was, that wasn't a realistic possibility either. Well, and they asked him sort of where he's going to play and they, he was like, well, you talked about playing him at the 10 or at the wing. Do you know where you're going to play him? And he was sort of like, yeah, <laughs> he was like, yeah, that's what, uh, <laughs> yes, he's going to play. He's going to play in those places, you know? And so, um, I really think you're going to see, and I'm going to talk about this here in a second, just in formations and how the LA galaxy shift and how I watch them attack in the preseason, right? And there's a lot of overlapping from the outside backs. We know that with Raheem Edwards on the left side um, and then with uh, Julian Araujo on the right-hand side. But one of the things we've been talking about all preseason is why Julian Araujo is not starting with the first team. And Greg said it was a fitness issue, the whole deal. And then Vanny said in this one um, that, you know, he was sort of saying, hey, it's an open competition. Well, here is what Greg Vanny actually said. And then we can all determine whether or not we think Greg Vanny thinks there's a competition at right back. So here is Greg Vanny talking about Julian Rajo and Kelvin Lairdam. Yeah, I think we have two good options. I think, you know, for me, Jules is is usually going to be our primary guy. We want his his legs to get up and down the sideline to provide us some some attack. Uh, but Kelvin gives us a calm method, uh, a real methodical look on the outside. He, he will stay home. He provides just a lot of calm, and, and he provides some communication where Jules is, it gives you the up and down and, and a lot of that dynamic work. And so uh, I think there's two good options. Again, Jules is a, is a player. We believe in his, his future, and we believe in his continued development. So as long as he's staying on top of his game, it, you know, he's the guy that will probably get the majority of the minutes, but it's open. It's a competition, which I think Jules needs to, to learn about a little bit, too. All right. So uh, so if you heard that is that basically he said Julian Rajo is going to be our primary guy there. Uh, that was what he said before he then backtracked into that and tried to say that, <laughs> oh, well, this is an open competition. Um, I don't. There's, I don't think there is an, I don't think there's a problem. I, I really, and we've sort of been going back and forth on this is who starts at right back with come Sunday. Who's that going to be? And I think it's Julian Araujo. Um, yeah, I think, I think, I think so. I think there's too many options and too many things you can do with Araujo, uh, whenever that goes. Let me, let me talk you through. Okay, go ahead. Just say something. Uh, I was also going to say that, and that's not to discount what Leardom can bring to this team. Cause also I like what Leardom brought in the preseason. We talk a lot about other teams and not necessarily making the flashy signing, but like just your professional soccer players. You're just your MLS veteran, like dudes who can just, you know what you're going to get reliable guys. And I think that's what Leardom brings. And I think that's a good thing. And so, you know, if, if he was going to be our starter, we have a starting caliber right back available in Kelvin Leardom, but we also have Julian Araujo, who I think is, you know, far, far ahead as the starter, but you're going to have Leardham contribute to this team as well. So whether that means you're shifting Araujo into the midfield or, you know, bring Leardham in, you know, we know Williams has had some issues. Koulibaly is coming back from a knock. So we're going to see, you know, where else you can plug them in. So there are some options with where you can bring uh, Leardham in as well. Yeah. Uh, everybody needs to, I was going to make a graphic for this and I forgot, but for those of you on the podcast and not watching, that's okay. You can imagine this anyway. Let's go through what I believe is sort of the starting lineup. Now, I'll say right now, uh, here's your injury update. Uh, Vasquez, Victor Vasquez, who missed the last game, is unknown. And remember how I, I don't know if everybody paid attention to me after the after the game against D.C. I sort of highlighted how whenever you have reporters working together to ask all the questions, you get everything answered and you don't have to worry about missing everything. Well, you put all of them in a scrum where they have to scream and, and try to claw over each other and you miss something. And, and the people who are out there who missed Victor Vasquez, um, which was one of the bigger pieces, question marks. I know Sega Koulibaly was a question mark. Williams was a question mark. 
because you didn't know who was going to play center back. But Vasquez was a question mark, um, you know, on the D.C. game. Greg Vanny said maybe one to two weeks. Hopefully he'll be available for us on Sunday. That doesn't seem to be the case. But when Victor is healthy, then he's probably going to line up in that 10 spot, at least to start. OK, and so here is my my idea of what I think the L.A. Galaxy are sort of going to line up with as their best starting 11. So Bond playing goalkeeper, uh, Edwards on the left, Williams and Depew in the center at defense, Julian Araujo on the right-hand side. Your defensive midfielders or your twin eights, however you want to sort of call that, is Revelison and Delgado, Marky Delgado. Okay, you got those. Uh, and then you're going to have a three of Cabral, Vasquez, and Costa. Okay, Cabral on the left-hand side, Vasquez in the center, Costa on the right. I've been against Cabral playing on the left-hand side, but he played there and he did fine and it's probably not a big deal. So they're going to want cost on his preferred side on that right hand side with Chicharito up top. So when I look at that formation, Eric, I have it as a four, two, three, one. Okay. Now that's how they line up, how they actually defend and how they actually attack are two different things. And that's sort of the important part to remember when they're attacking. And this is important to sort of see there is this S uh, shift in them. And it sort of starts with Araujo, but it can also start with Cabral at the same time. On the right-hand side, Julian Araujo moves up into the midfield, but he doesn't just sit with the defensive midfielders. He moves up into a, you know, attacking role that's basically part of the three that are up front. What that will do with Costa is Costa can either take that right-hand side and he can overlap with Julian Araujo or he can cut inside. And the reason that he can cut inside is because we know Victor Vasquez loves to pull out onto the wing and sort of be in a position to open up space, right? So if you look at that, what actually happens and how it actually lines up is Cabral joins Chicha up top, right? Vasquez, Costa, and Araujo attack through that, that center. Your two defensive midfielders, again, Ravellison and Delgado sort of stay where they're at. And that back line ends up being Edwards, Williams, and Depew, or Williams uh, or Edwards goes forward and Araujo yep. stays back, right? But there's oh. usually only three in the back whenever they're actually attacking. And sometimes it's only two. Um, and they're hoping to see Ravellison and Delgado. So when they're attacking, they're in more of a 3-2-3-2 three, two, three, two than they are in a 4-2-3-1 whenever that actually goes happens. All right? Yeah. And, and the same thing, and that's actually where I like Cabral on the left-hand side because he does, you know, he's the opposite. Instead of drifting to the wing, he drifts to the inside. He, he has kind of that nose for goal, you know, when Edwards or, or, or Villafania, whoever's coming on the left-hand side, then you start to see Cabral drift, you know, towards the goal and become that, that second striker or that removed striker, or even, you know, with Chicharito, you know, running back a little bit or tracking back, which we've seen Chicharito drop. Uh, you know, to make things happen, then I like Cabral kind of shifting into that position as well. So that's, you know, I have, have, have high hopes. Last season was, uh, you know, the the Chicha redemption season. I think this is the Cabral redemption, redemption season. So I, I'm going to, I like what he's going to be able to do shifting. And you're right, it is kind of a fluid, you know, moving thing. When I look at my starting lineup that I created right here, I have the same starting lineup. The only thing would be, uh, you know, if Grand Sur would start in place of Costa, but I, like I said, I'm, you, talk, I'm talking. You would flip. I'm talking yeah. myself into Costa getting the start, and then Cabral shifting to that left hand side. So uh, I, I'm seeing the same starting eleven, and I, I think it is going to be fluid. It's going to be, you know, it's not going to be a rigid uh, lineup. I, I think Delgado. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if this has been said before. I, I've seen it out there, but I've had the similar sentiment. I think Delgado is going to do the work that we wanted Jonathan Dos Santos to do. Uh, and I think that's that's something that's exciting and you're going to get, you know, someone who's going to be able to make those tackles and kind of put in that extra, 
you know, little effort on, on defense. I think that's something that, that we're, I'm looking forward to seeing him uh, execute throughout the season. Well, and, and by the way, this is this is a a formation that Vanny has sort of created that is very much in the frame of of old Galaxy teams that didn't necessarily have the quote unquote ten, right? They didn't have the playmaker. Um, so it's, you know, this, they're going to, they're going to get playmaking from F Ryan Alvarez if he plays in positions where Vasquez is right. Or they're going to get it from Vasquez or they're going to get it from Costa, but Costa might not necessarily be sitting in the middle or if he is in the middle, it's transitory, right? There's going to be a lot of movement up top and a lot of sort of interchange and look for those changes to happen. Now, the, you know, the problem is of course, always on defense as well and getting back on defense. And it's important that Araujo uh, works hard on defense. It's important that Delgado and Revelison don't leave that back line totally exposed because what's usually been happening. We've even been seeing in the preseason. We've seen Williams or not Williams. We haven't seen Williams, but we've seen Koulibaly. We've seen Dupuy have to peel out and mark somebody who went wide. And whenever you start pulling them out of the center, that's where mistakes happen. Right. And so you want Delgado and Revelison either to fill in those, those voids whenever they have to, or chase that guy out there themselves. That way the, the center back doesn't have to come out of position. Yeah, and that's uh, uh, after all this positive talk and all these good things that can happen, that drifting out of your your Depew or your Williams or your Koulibaly, that is, you know, a recipe for Tati Castellanos to just come in and just have tap-ins all day. And so that is the part that when you play against this team in particular with NYCFC makes you nervous because that he's exactly the type of player who's going to be able to easily exploit uh, any mistake that the Galaxy make like that if they get stretched at all. Which almost leaves me to the, well, then maybe Araujo doesn't start, right? Because yeah, maybe, maybe you want somebody to stay, yeah. stay home more and White Leardam might be on that right-hand side. So um, the other injury updates were Koulibaly. Uh, Koulibaly was not at training or not out there whenever they went on Wednesday, but Greg said something interesting about him. He said he'll be available to go. Uh, the thing he's working on, because he was working inside, is not even his shoulder or his elbow, which is what we were concerned about whenever he got yeah. injured um, okay. in that DC game. So he's fine with that. There's something else. And whatever it is, apparently Greg thinks it's small enough that he'll be available. Williams was out there with Depew as well. And I just, yeah, I will say that was an awkward looking takedown. I don't know if, if that got re- repeated enough or, or enough show. It looked really, really bad. I thought it could have been a broken arm, dislocated elbow, you know, you know, broken clavicle. We've seen that type of fall go a lot worse. So if, if it's not his shoulder, not anything going on that it can make you hopeful, but it also the way he went down. It also could be like a rib, you know, if it's a, a minor rib injury, you know, that's also not something that's easy to come back from. Yeah, maybe he can still play, but uh, that's something that he might need to favor as well. So that that looked a lot nastier if he's, you know, if he's able to suit up and, and be ready to play good for him. But that that didn't look like an injury where he's able to come back the next week and be 100 percent. It looked like a pretty awkward and nasty fall. Well, it, it seems that there at least is some momentum to the fact that Williams could actually start this game, which we haven't seen him play all preseason, but he might actually be available and ready to start that. So he, he should be available for Sunday. But that's sort of one of those he hasn't played really at all this preseason. Are you really going to start him in a game? Is he going to be ready? Is he going to be have his like, you know, his game speed ready to go. Yeah. But at the same time, if Koulibaly is marginal and Williams is marginal. Um, and by the way, I don't know that Zavaleta's paperwork will be 100 percent finalized for this game. Uh, Vanny did say they were finalizing that. Uh, I would be really, I, I was really upset, I think, about this on Monday, just in terms of why this is happening and the fact the Galaxy aren't getting a starter when they probably need a starter. I was talking to somebody uh, who's very aware, well of the LA Galaxy's uh, uh, situation, and they were they were like, why are you signing Zavaleta whenever you need a starter, 
right? And it was one of those. And I was like, yeah, I know. I, that's, what, that's what I've been saying. So Zavalid is, but also at $115,000, um, as, as somebody in the chat room says, you know, he can just, he can just bring the, the, the pupusas to the game every week too. And at $115,000, I'm probably not upset about that. Um, but I, I just don't know why you'd have another depth piece when you really probably need another starting piece. So that's, that's my, my thing. And also to, to bang the Jalen Neal drum, he's someone who looks like he has a lot of promise. And so, okay, you're bringing in someone who's maybe going to come on off the bench or spot start. Can't I happen. Think you want, right. It, you can't yeah, have, you, you can't have Zavaleta take minutes from, he's gonna from take Neal. those. Yeah, exactly. So Neil's the type of guy who you want out there getting reps, getting minutes. And so it does kind of cancel that out. So makes you, makes you wonder about, uh, you I, know, I will say this behind it, but you know, if my, I wanted to play with my nephew too, I'd, I'd find a way to make it work. <laughs> I will say this, that in my mind, Greg, it was always going to be bringing Jalen along this season, right? He's going to get minutes. He's going to start him. Zavaleta being on the team probably doesn't interfere with Jalen getting minutes. It's not like he's going to try to feed Zavaleta those minutes. He's going to find spaces and times when Jalen Neal can come in and be successful and gain some confidence and gain some minutes. And I know there are people who are like, just throw them in the deep end because how else are you going to learn? That helps sometimes and sometimes it doesn't. Greg wants to be careful with Jalen and I think he's going to give him minutes, but they're going to be prescriptive, right? They're going to, he's going to give them to him when he thinks that he can handle them. And Zavaleta won't, won't factor into that. Um, as far that's, that's my best guess on that whole thing, right? <laughs> well, as, as my friend, Madam Serrano said in the super chat, mm -hmm. yeah, but still, yeah, but still a four ninety nine for $5, yeah, five, a $5. <laughs> yeah, but still that's the most expensive. Yeah, but still, I think we've ever had. So, um, if you want to try to top that, uh, you're always welcome to. Um, so anyway, so that was where we sit with that. Uh, we got the injury updates, Vasquez, Koulibaly, Williams, that's all updated. Everything is fine there. Um, so I think we're, we're pretty good. Galaxy, uh, train today. They'll train on Friday. They'll do a light walkthrough on Saturday, which is usually the case, uh, the day before a game. So it'll be some light jogging, some stretching, get a little sweat up, um, walk through sort of their game plans of how they're going to defend and how they're going to attack and how they're going to set up for defensive set pieces and offensive set pieces. Um, usually that takes about 30 to 40 minutes and then those guys are done. They get to go home for the rest of the time. Maybe, maybe they do a real light gym session type of thing, like some light, just a lot of stretching to make sure just that their bodies get, are get yeah. the blood flowing. Yeah. Get the people going. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, that's what we have. And then of course we have a 2 PM, um, kickoff. I think it's still 2 PM. The last I saw the actual kickoff was 2 PM as well. Like this is one of those that they're not delaying a whole bunch. I'll try to check it before we get, um, get done with this, but, uh, it's 2 PM kickoff, uh, ESPN, ESPN Deportes, um, <laughs> all coming into that as well. So and yeah, I also think maybe, maybe MLS has hurt us, you know? Yeah. I think you hear about, you know, game times being exact, you know, around the world and in world football. And so now MLS is maybe saying, okay, where if the game's at two, let's let's start at two, and so maybe they're changing it, or it's going to start at two away, and we'll find out. Okay, <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll find out system. afterwards, right? You know, that'll <laughs> that'll be the case. I'm sort of scrolling into it, um, right? Thing. One of the things that is going to happen tomorrow. Um, by the way, uh, a, uh, a Christian Morales uh, gave us a two dollars super chat. Thank you for that, Christian. Uh, <laughs> and I I think he, he's wanting me to hit the shoo. Yeah. That's yeah, that's what so they that's wanted. What he wanted. Yeah, Every, he wanted everybody to wanted one that. of those. Yeah, All right. so, uh, it was in the chat. They wanted me to do it. I mean, they if they told the you to, if they told you to jump off a bridge, would you jump off a bridge? I that's mean, one. These are our listeners for one ninety nine. This you know, it's the <laughs> least I can do. You can get me to do whatever you want. <laughs> um, by the way, two o three p.m. kickoff listed right now. Two o three p.m. So just three minutes past two. So make sure you're in your seats. This ain't going to be one of those that kicks off at two forty five. All right. Um, now that you have that one, uh, all all paying attention. So that's that. Um, I'm glad we hit that. 
we have Aaron asking about uh, Farai Mutatu, $2 Super Chat and a little Mutatu. Let me talk about the roster compliance deadline and the other dates that are coming up. And let me tell you why none of that matters to the LA Galaxy right now. Uh, the roster compliance deadline is Friday. It is coming up. I believe it's like 5 or 6 p.m. Eastern time. The LA Galaxy have to be in roster compliance. This is not a roster freeze deadline. They don't have to have all the players on their list. Their roster simply has to be in compliance. They can't have more than three designated players. You can't have more than eight internationals unless you have other spots for them, right? You have to You have to have everybody is making what they're making. Everybody's listed as either TAM or designated player. They're all in the right spots. The Galaxy are under the salary cap. All those things have to happen for roster compliance so here's the really fun thing that's going to happen on friday absolutely nothing because the <laughs> galaxy are in roster compliance they are compliant so there we go done they do not have to sign for Mutatu. they do not have to sign any of their 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 uh, draft picks they don't have to do any of that stuff in order for that to happen this is not a roster freeze the roster freeze happens on september 2nd the 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 window itself the primary window um, is open until May 4th. And that's whenever the primary transfer window closes. But for most of these guys, they're either free agents or there's a way that like if they don't have a team, so you could sign them even outside of a window if you wanted to do that. So all that, there is no hurry on for I um, and if the LA Galaxy wanted to try to trade and get a, an international slot in order to sign them to the first team, they still have a chance to do that. Basically, I believe all the way up until May 4th. So you don't have to, you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, I think with the way he was playing in the preseason, I think a lot of you know fans liked what they saw, and so I had the the same question, uh, and I was just as disappointed to hear that answer that we, we're not going to really find anything out uh, because he does require that, or we think he requires that international slot that you know we want to want to see him on the roster. Is he going to make it work? And so that's kind of the disappointing part. Yep. Are you, di- are you dying now? I can tell you you're yeah, dying. dying. It's okay. It's, it's, I almost died. I, I, yes. <laughs> I saved myself. I'm back. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for the intervention mm-hmm. there. Yes. Uh, but, but I think the major difference in previous seasons, we've had DPs who have been out of comp- where our roster has been out of compliance and we need to buy out players and th- things needed to change. So that's been an exciting, you know, we've actually needed to see changes on the roster, but here, like you said, it's not necessary. We have Chicharito, we have Jovalich who's backing him up. You have Cabral who could play that striker role. So there's no rush to get Mutatu on the field. You know, you can have him play, uh, you know, w- with Preston Judd and, and G2 and, and make it work down there. And then when you need him, you can call him up or, and, you know, do the funny transferring of international slots and shifting and dealing to, to make that work. But for right now, there's no rush to get him on because you're starting 11 and, and your your first option uh, for striker off the bench, that's already set. And, you know, you're not going to be, you know, subbing two different strikers uh, when you have a one striker formation uh, in a game. So th- there's no rush to get him back for this home opener. But for the, you know, to play devil's advocate for what the fans perspective, I think we just want an answer. Does he take an international slot? Does he not take an international slot? Does Vanny seem like he's worthy of a first team contract? Is he going to be with the first team or is he going to play? I think we just want to figure out, okay, which way is this going? And I think that's why fans want to know what's going on with Mutatu uh, because we see that promise there. Yeah. uh, Mr. Bravino says uh, if he if he got a green card since he is not signed, he could be added to the roster after the compliance date. I don't think so. Here's why players have to have already had a green card listed as before. I don't know. That one's tricky, actually, like because he's technically not on the roster. So whenever, you know, the the rule that they sort of changed was that a player couldn't change his green card status during the year. Um, anymore because that used to happen in the middle of the year and then they would be like oh look we opened an international slot now we can sign somebody in you know in the, in the summer transfer window yeah that can't happen anymore um 
So um, that's an interesting one. It probably you probably could. You probably could because he's not signed. If you got a green card, you could get him and then you could sign him. The Galaxy, I think, have 26 or 27 players. Uh, Zavaleta, I think, would be 27, could be 28. But the Galaxy have the room. So again, under 30, um, the whole deal, it's it's perfectly open. The Galaxy are compliant. Everything's good. If you're paying attention, uh, the secondary window transfer window will open on July 7th and it will close on August 4th. The roster freeze date. This is when you can't add any more people to your roster. Everything freezes is September 2nd. All right. So those are your dates that you have in there. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, I wanted to get to the the schedule. Just there's a lot of games going on. MLS kicks off basically at 10 a.m. Pacific time on the West Coast on Saturday. Uh, you can start paying attention to that. Uh, that is when Philadelphia hosts Minnesota. And then you have Columbus hosting Vancouver, a little East versus West there. LAFC is hosting Colorado at 12.30 p.m. at Bank of California Stadium. You have Dallas and Toronto, Austin and Cincinnati, D.C. and Charlotte. So one of the games that you're going to want to watch on Saturday, D.C. versus Charlotte. Charlotte, of course, the LA Galaxy getting ready to head there next weekend. Not this weekend coming up, but the following weekend to open up Charlotte's very first ever home game where they're now expecting to have the largest MLS crowd in MLS history for a game which should top over 75,000 people. That's where it is. And I think they've they've got more than 27,000 in that stadium. Yeah, they do. Um, And it's more (laughs) than Atlanta, right? Atlanta held that that record, which I think is right around uh, 72,000 is whenever they top out. But this will be over 75 is what they're predicting right now. So it'll be one of the largest ones. That's when the LA Galaxy will take on Charlotte um, at Bank of America Stadium. So Watch the D.C. versus Charlotte game so you can see how bad Charlotte is. They look like they're train wrecked so far. Let's see if they change that. I think they actually uh, <laughs> picked somebody up, a, a backup, a depth striker today, um, if I was uh, paying attention to some of that stuff. Uh, Miami versus Chicago. San Jose versus New York. San Jose could be a dumpster fire this year. Uh, it sort of seemed like Almeida was uh, yeah. was intimating that he wanted to get out of there as fast as possible and that that's what his plan is and they're going to go And <laughs> as soon as he can get out of there. Uh, you have Portland, who is sort of unknown, hosting uh, New England Revolution. So Bruce will be up in Portland. That's all on Saturday. Um, And then Sunday, it's Orlando versus Montreal, Atlanta versus Kansas City. The LA Galaxy sit in the middle of the five games, LA Galaxy versus New York City, Houston versus Salt Lake. And then the final game is Nashville's welcome to Major League Soccer and the first division of soccer in the Western Conference. Uh, They'll be at Seattle to start that. That's a tough welcome to the Western Conference. But that's actually the game that I would have circled, you know, to watch is because that's a team who's going to be new to the Western Conference. And they did really well, you know, in the past, you know, couple seasons in, in the Eastern Conference. So going away to Seattle, if they can hang on their own, you know, away at Seattle, then we know, okay, we, we have a serious Western Conference, you know, contender who's going to be, you know, giving the Galaxy a hard time for a playoff spot. And so that's a game that I would have circled to see uh, how Nashville looks this season. Well, one of the, obviously the game that everybody's focused on is going to be this LA galaxy versus New York city game. The defending mm-hmm. MLS cup champions this is a nationally televised game. ESPN, ESPN Deportes. We talked about it. 2 PM, 2:03 PM kickoff time. Uh, LA galaxy. Haven't had a lot of success against New York city here, Eric. Uh, the New York city has four wins to the LA galaxy's one win. The five times that these two teams have met each other. Uh, if we go back, you have to go back to 2015, I believe. Yes, 2015, yeah, was, the 5-1 was, game. 
I was gonna say that was my throwback Thursday for today. If you're following uh, me on Instagram, that's at Galaxy Profile. That's Galaxy P R O F O U L. If you're not, we're having a lot of fun uh, with the post there. But that was the last time the Galaxy won. And then that one, the one that cracks me up, is on the poster. It was Steven Gerrard versus NYF versus uh, Frank, Frank Lampard. Lampard. Yep. The British Invasion. Yes. And uh, neither one of those guys saw the field. They, they did. But uh, you know, we saw some nice, nice sombreros from Giovanni dos Santos and and Robbie Keane. That's when the Galaxy really. Uh, you know, they they looked really dangerous uh, from that point forward. It was this, uh, that was a disappointing 2015. They were just as good as a 2014 team, I thought. I thought that 2015 it, team it just never had really, promise. It just yeah. never really clicked the way that you wanted. It was always like they were they were in like third gear. They never got to fourth gear. It was like... But, it, but they looked like they were right there. They like did. Like that NYC FC game. You're like, okay, we're, this is it. This is the turning point. And it just, they, yeah, yeah, they flinged out a little bit. Oh, it'll be uh, it'll be fun. Yeah. Um, uh, Mr. Provino says Seattle is playing tonight. Actually, they were playing in their CCL game. I think they're winning two nothing. Last time I saw the the scores, I was quickly uh, going through. Um, but a team that played on Wednesday night is this New York City F, uh, uh, New York City uh, team. They actually played. Let me get this right. They actually played at Bank of California Stadium where LAFC yeah. plays uh, and they played Santos in the CCL. Uh, they were winning that game and already. No, not yeah. that Santos. Yeah, the other Santos. It was the, <laughs> was it the is it, was it a Honduras Santos side? Santos de Guapillas. Yeah, I, I'm. I can't. I, I, I don't want to mess it up. I'm not gonna. <laughs> You're not going to, you're not going to comment. You're going to let no, that one go. No, not that Santos. Yeah, not, no, not that Santos. <laughs> correct. Um, and they were already winning two, nothing coming into that. They ended up scoring four goals. There was a red card in that game as well, eventually down the line, but New York city had that well in hand. Unfortunately for the LA galaxy, they did sort of get a pretty cruise easy victory. Um, and of course, you know, if I'm a New York city fan, I'm livid that they decided that they were going to play a CCL game at a different stadium. And, and no, not just New York Red Bulls, you know, not, not but Red Bull arena down the, down the street, uh, down the, the Metro. Um, but they played it all the way across in California. There were some NYCFC fans there. There was about maybe 50 or 60, I think in, in the bank of California. Otherwise the place was completely empty. Um, but they did it so they didn't have to travel, right? They were worried about the travel, um, having played down, um, against Santos and then come up and then play at the, uh, that midweek game. They were worried about going all the way to New York city and then flying back and what that would do to them for the league. So I think wisely, at least for footballing reasons, they made the correct decision. Yeah. I'd still be upset though, if that was my team. Yeah, and, and and the the chat is chiming in there. Costa Rican Costa side, Rican so side. Apologies, yes. and then I th- I think our good friend, your good friend, John Rojas, did mention that their entry into the CCL was like they were like the best of the worst teams. It wasn't like they won anything outright. They were kind of a, a backdoor entry, so that kind of makes sense as to why, uh, you know. It, it was kind of a route by NYC FC. So, uh, you, you know, the positive mid mid game weeks uh, killed the galaxy last season. Yeah. So if midway mid game, so, go ahead, try it again. Week games, Sc- screw it up the go. second time. I was waiting for you to say it <laughs> wrong twice in a row. Midweek games. Yeah. Uh, mean anything then. Okay. You're getting a, a NYC FC side. Who's, who's going to be a little bit tired who have, you know, Castellanos who went 90, but also, you know, with, with, you know, no offense to our, our Costa Rican Champions League spot winners. This may have been nothing like other than a light scrimmage than what you would normally do during a, a training session anyway. So maybe they're going to be unfazed coming into it and you're 
playing a team who's going to be coming in hot and feeling good about themselves. And that could be dangerous as well. Yeah. Castellanos was really good. Maxi Morales was, was as you would expect um, in this. Uh, they have uh, the other Morales in there as well. I mean, they, Cheneau is back there on defense. They, they have a good team, you know, Sean Solid Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Sean Johnson's good. This is a really good test for the LA galaxy. I like the way that they line up in terms of that. New York city sort of plays that four, two, three, one and the galaxy are going to play that four, two, three, one. I always like it when, when formations line up well against each other, because for the most part, then it's about sort of how you exploit the spaces that are in between those formations and how that goes. So I love the fluidity of the LA galaxy. And I'm hoping that early on in the year that New York city, after having played a midweek, listen, everybody was like, Oh, well, they're just going to be able to just sub everybody off. And then they went, they only got five subs like everybody, right? They only got yeah. five. They used them all because they're not idiots. Right. And they used four of them relatively early in the second half when the game was pretty much put away. Um, but these are guys who have, you know, will be sitting. They have not sort of uh, rounded up into game shape yet. Neither have the LA Galaxy, but they played a midweek game. Um, so, yeah, it's it, it's this is this is one of those things where you sit there and go, OK, New York City is an extremely talented team. I will say this. Um, let me see if I can find pull up the quote. Uh, uh, the New York City manager, uh, Ronnie Delia, uh, had said something nice about the LA Galaxy. He said, we're going to see a very good football team. They look much sharper than they did last year, which is correct. And I think that yep. they have gotten better since um, the last year. So I'm 100% on board with that, but they're taking the LA Galaxy seriously. They have a good record against the LA Galaxy. And for that reason... There's there's reason to be nervous if you're if you're a Galaxy yeah. fan. Um, I'll tell you that the LA Galaxy um, all time in home openers since 1996, uh, they hold a 16, eight and two record. So 16 wins, eight losses, two draws record in 26 MLS home openers. That's that's a good that's a good, you know, good <laughs> two thirds win win yeah. victories, you know, all that you, you have a good margin there. But New York City FC defending MLS Cup champs, they're not going to come into this, I think, sleeping. They seem to be on a mission to be as good or better than they were last year. Yeah, and, and it's their team that last year, and we're going to talk about 538 in a little bit, but 538 had NYCFC at the top of their charts like midseason last year, and they were middle of the table, and you're like, What's going on? Why do they have them so highly rated? Uh, and uh, and as the season went on, they went on to win MLS Cup. So uh, same thing is happening this season. They have they're the top team according to 538. Uh, again, bring back a lot of those same players from that championship winning side. Uh, you know, goal scorers, veteran defenders, solid goalkeeper. So I think it is something that is going to be a difficult challenge for the Galaxy. But that's also the good thing because we're going to see where this LA Galaxy team stands because we're going to know. Okay, we're not we're not. <laughs> we're going to see what happens the next week, obviously at Charlotte, we're not looking ahead to that game. So that game, if Charlotte was coming into town, an expansion team hasn't played a home game yet. You think, okay, this should be, you know, start, start getting the streamers ready, you know, easy, easy victory for, you know, four, five, zero. But then now with NYC coming in, it's like, okay, is, is this team, did the preseason lie to us? Did we, did we like what we saw? Or is there a promise? Is there a build on Chicharito, his goal scoring form from last season? Did he have another solid off season? Did Cabral make that wet noodle jump? Uh, and, you know, and he's going to, is this going to be his season to bounce back? And so playing against a good opponent is going to give you a good, uh, a good, good 
picture of who this Galaxy team is. So I'm, I'm really excited to watch them go at it this weekend. Uh, Darren says, hopefully they get worn out playing on a real soccer pitch. Um, that's always good. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know what? They get too many. They're playing having to play two games back to back on a full size field. Yeah. Oh, man, they're, they're, they're exhausted. <laughs> no baseball stadium. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a it, it's a it's going to be a good one there. Um, so, yeah, that's where we sit on that. I, I know that we were going to talk about 538. So uh, give us where 538 thinks uh, this the L.A. Galaxy sit against the defending MLS Cup champs. So so this weekend, uh, L.A. Galaxy, <laughs> man, NYC, this is, threw me off with the Bank of California's thing. Uh, NYC FC is favored 40% to the L.A. Galaxy's 33% and a 27% chance for a draw. So uh, NYC FC is favored coming into this game. Uh, but looking at the slate of games for the weekend, they're not the heaviest favorite. Uh, but they are the only away favorite when you look at all the other games here. And so, or, or New York, the New York Red Bulls are a slight away favorite. It's 38 to 37. Oh, they, um, they host Charlotte, don't they? Uh, that, oh, the Red no. Bulls are, are at San Jose. Oh, they, really? They have New York, but the Red Bulls have been sort of a dumpster. Or do I have it backwards? No, you, no, you should. I, 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 I wasn't looking at it. So I, I, okay. I trust you. Don't make me pull it up. Um, <laughs> but no, I trust you is that, that the, the Red Bulls just have not been a very good team this preseason. Yeah. So trying to look at that and listen, I haven't seen That's San Jose they have it play. At a coin flip. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. Um, Essentially it's a 1% difference, which means they don't know. They don't know which way it's going to go. So the only away favorite, but you think MLS cup champions, you get it. So they're, they're telling the galaxy to prove it. If you look at their total standings, uh, they have the LA galaxy as the seventh best team in the West. So kind of a brutal prediction, obviously a lot of games, all the games left to play. Uh, but that's where they have them predicted, uh, to finish by the end of the season. Jo- Jonathan Bond in his, uh, in his media availability on Wednesday, uh, he said, you know, where we finished in the Western conference eighth, he goes, do I think we were the eighth best team in, in the Western conference? He's like, no way. He goes, not even close. He goes, we had a bad run in the, towards the end yeah. there. Right. He goes, but he goes, there's no way that we were worse than some of those teams that finished either equal to us or, you know, slightly above. And when you look at the margins that were so thin, I tend to agree with him, even if I'm looking through rose colored glasses and then everybody can be like, well, look at the scoreboard. That's where you finished. So that's where you were. Um, but I, I just don't think that that showed the quality. Now, I'm not saying I've already called the Galaxy being a top three team in the Western Conference because Oof. I think uh, they're going to overperform. Uh, this roster is going to overperform uh, because they've been they've been jaded. They've been they've been dumped in front of an audience. Um, their, their pride is hurt and they're going to fight like heck to get back and do that. Uh, Sophie, by the way, who is in the chat room. Hi, Soph. Um, she says that, uh, that MLS championship hangover is incoming. Remember when the galaxy would win MLS cups and then suck for the first like four or five games of the season. <laughs> yeah, but they didn't have CCL victories, uh, you know, in between. So we'll, we'll see where it goes. You're right. The, uh, MLS cup championship hangover can be a thing. We'll see. We'll see where it lands, but the, ah, you know, it's, I, I don't know that I see them finishing third. Well, going back to your, your comment about Bond, you know, were they the eighth best team? I think that's a different question because I think the Galaxy deserve to land where they deserve because they, they didn't win the games when they needed to. They had that bad run. That's on them. So, you know, they deserve to be out of the playoffs. But at the same time, I can see what Bond's saying that they were not, you know, they were better than a Real Salt Lake team, uh, you know, on, on a given day, just on, on some days it didn't go their way. I think... Uh, you know, a especially che- we consider a cheating team, a cheating team. <laughs> as Just a, said a, it. You look Just at the run towards the end of the season, you know, the galaxy had a bad run at the end of the season. Real Salt Lake actually had a worse run to the end of their season. So it was just kind of a miracle on how they got it in. So were they a better team? Probably, but they also deserved to land where they landed because they didn't win the games when they mattered. So I, I picture this LA galaxy team clawing and scratching and getting 
missing a home game playoff and getting like a, a fifth or a sixth seed. If you, I, if you're, you know, I think a fifth seed uh, is a good spot for him. maybe just missing out on, on that home playoff game. And I think, I think that's where they land maybe five or six. Again, uh, Sunday, February 27th, uh, a 2 p.m. kickoff time, Dignity Health Sports Park, ESPN and ESPN Deportes. It's LA Galaxy versus New York City FC. Eric, predictions that are guaranteed to be wrong. Please <laughs> tell me, sir, what you uh, think this LA Galaxy team will do against the defending MLS Cup champions in the season opener for 2022. I think, I think you're going to see Cabral get his goal. I think you're going to see Chicharito get on the score sheet mm-hmm. and start it off right. Mm-hmm. And then you're also going to see Castellanos get two goals. So you're going to have 2-2, two, two, mm-hmm. and then at the end, you're going to have some magic. That berm's going to be going wild, right? and Douglas Costa is going to you know, come on as a late sub and seal it for a 3-2 LA Galaxy victory. Ooh, the excitement. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, think if, I think if anything, listen, the, the preseason did sort of lead me to believe that this LA Galaxy defense was playing better. Now, seeing some of the qual- quality of competition they played against, maybe not. I think they're still prone to big mistakes. Um, and I think that New York city is good at exploiting those mistakes. I would say right now, the, if, if I had to bet like my family's house on the thing, I would say it's three, two NYC, but these are the types of games that I expect the LA galaxy to be more competitive in. Um, and these are the types of games I expect them to be harder to break down. Um, I expect them to control more possession. Um, and then whenever they lose that possession, I'm hopeful that the defense stands strong enough um, that they go ahead and, and, and can sustain some of what New York City is going to be able to. And you see runs from multiple levels, um, just some really intelligent, uh, you know, gameplay from, from New York City. So, um, you know, this one to me screams like like for for reasons unknown, it's low scoring. It's like one one. Um, and it's like, it just, it just doesn't click for either team. And you know, it's uh, there were chances and there were missed chances and the whole deal. So, um, yeah, I, I think, uh, I think I'm going to go, uh, a two, two draw, um, to sort of start the season, which by the way, against New York city, I see, take that. I was going to say, I know we're not in the business of moral victories, but we would have happily taken a draw, uh, middle of the season last season. And that extra point would have put us in the playoffs. So a draw against the the reigning champs is not n- nothing, nothing to be upset about. Richard says, I'm worried about the galaxy back line. All right, here's the deal. Uh, first person to give us a $1 super chat, uh, will get the, uh, get a pair of tickets. The second person to give us a $1 super chat, will get the second pair of tickets. So you can go and do that for $1. You could get tickets in <laughs> that thing. So what a deal. Yeah. And- yeah, yeah. I will say this: we can vamp a little bit while we wait for those to pop up. I did say that Chicharito is going to get his goal. Did something on Instagram earlier this week. What's the expectation for goals this season? What do you think is the right number for Chicharito? End of the season. How many goals do you expect him to have? Twenty. Twenty. That's. I hate you. This is the. That's the <laughs> correct answer. <laughs> he had he had seventeen last season. I did I did some quick maths. Uh, 17 last season in 21 games. That's uh, 0.8 goals per game. I know you do goals per 90, but I just right. did goals per game. Mm-hmm. And if you if you you know extract that out and say, okay, he's not going to play 34 games, but if he plays 75% of a season, so I did 25 games, which is 73%. And if you do that at 0.8 goals per game, that's 20 goals. All so right. if he plays 25 right. games going at the same rate, that's 20 goals. I think 17 is the basement, and I think 20 is a decent expectation. And we have Guillermo with the first super chat. 
Guillermo a dollar super chat 99 cents 99 cents for premium get, premier seats all right I, I what a deal I wanted to say by the way it's on my screen I get to be the arbiter so if there are okay. more than one comes in and they're Ooh. like right on top of each other it will be whatever is on my screen because uh one time I had a listener send me say I got it first and then I looked and they screenshotted their chat and it shows they got it first but on mine it was different and so I was like no it's it's mine so all Guillermo right. all above the board <clears throat> Guillermo send me an email at uh, what's, what's my email? Uh, corner of the galaxy at gmail.com. That's it. That's easy to remember. Everybody can do that. Corner of the galaxy at gmail.com. Guillermo, send it to me. I will send you tickets. You get two tickets. We're waiting for one more. All right. One more. You want tickets. It costs you 99 cents. I mean, I don't know how much easier I can make it, especially to a game that is sold out a game. And these are premiums. You get to, as, as we yeah. have said, you get to sniff the luxury boxes <laughs> that are right near you. And, All right. you know, and especially, you know, we have Sophie in the chat predicting a Chicharito hat trick. Yes. So 99 cents to sniff the luxury <laughs> box and to watch a Chicharito hat trick. Yeah. I mean, come on. What what more can you ask for? As as Patrick says, a Cheech explosion. <laughs> a um, Cheech explosion. Yeah. See? Okay. Yeah. A Chicago explosion. No. Right? You know no. that goes wrong? <laughs> no. <laughs> Stop trying to make it happen? Yeah. <laughs> I Chicago'd in my pants. That just doesn't sound right. I don't think that works. <laughs> no, that's not that's not what you should do. So anyway, all right. Hey, listen, if the tickets don't get claimed, it's fine. I will find a home for them. We will put them out on Twitter. We'll make sure we can get it done. So um, Guillermo, send me an email, cornerofthegalaxygmail.com. Oh, there we go. There we go. Juan. Juan, send me an, uh, an email at cornerofthegalaxy.com. So Guillermo and Juan are our tickets. Thank you to the LA Galaxy as well. Oh, lint now see now they start flooding in <laughs> so close um so guillermo and juan you are our winners thank you very much for your dollars be lint um come say hi to me jeff say hi to me at the at the stadium I'll, I'll i have some stickers in my backpack if i remember that i think they're hammer stickers uh that i haven't given so i'll, I'll yeah, give you guys surplus of, of those those didn't go flying off the the, the charts, huh? No, well, you know, I, I sort of stuffed them in the back. So um, so that's how it goes. But uh, anyway, Guillermo and Juan, make sure you guys send me cornerofthegalaxy at gmail.com. All right. Anything else, sir? I, we've, I've given my prediction. You've given your prediction. We will certainly be wrong. Uh, the LA Galaxy, you're, you're going to see Doug, Douglas Costa play. That's going to be fun. Um, you're going to see Chicharito out there. I mean, there's going to be a lot of things that I think this is going to be fun. Sold out. Be be respectful of everybody. Remember, we're sort of just getting back from pandemic. Not everybody's going to be as comfortable as you are hanging out and being there, but I'm certainly excited to be there. I'm glad to be there. Eric won't be there because he lives in Texas, and that <laughs> blows. I bet um, I, I, my goal, I will. I'm planning to come to one game to one game, yeah, I'm coming okay. to one game, Southern California. That's the goal. And then the one thing I wanted to mention before we get out of here, uh, if you follow LA galaxy fan talk on Twitter, uh, they're the ones who they host, uh, you know, lots of viewing parties in Las Vegas. They, they have the Las Vegas supporters out there. So the LA galaxy retweeted them said, if they get one K likes, they're going to send them a Jersey that says Vegas G so they can display at their, their party at the time of recording. I think they were sitting at about 700. So we want to put them over that one K mark. So if you haven't already liked the tweet by the LA galaxy that says, if this tweet gets one K likes, we'll send them the Jersey. So it'll be great. Good for our friends uh, over at LA galaxy fan talk. All right. There we go. Uh, anything else? We good? We're done. That's it. We're good. All right. Let's, let's get on out of here. Eric, tell people where they can find you. We'll go. All right. As always, you can find me on Twitter at hammer EV. You can also find me on Instagram at galaxy profile. That's galaxy P R O F O U L. All right. If you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Gessman, J G U E S M A N. And of course at galaxy podcast, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. That's where you can find our podcast, all of our videos, like the full media conferences up there. As we always try to do uh, all of our articles, all that stuff. We'll have a preview up for this game as well. So LA galaxy versus New York city, the season opener of 2022 
the galaxy kicking off what is going to be a very interesting season. For Eric, the Portuguese hammer beer, I'm Josh Pato Guessman. You've been listening. You've been watching to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.